the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. I saw mothers trembling. If you have succeeded in anything, members, you have succeeded in terrifying an entire community. (laughs) That's Rafael and Chia, everybody. Terrifying an entire community of illegal aliens. Now, Rafael and Chia is very concerned about the illegal aliens and them being terrified. Uh, I'm more concerned about the American citizenry and and legal immigrants to this country and the safety thereof. Uh, again, I, I've, let me get these numbers out to you once again, folks. I think I, I misstated them. Uh, a raid by ICE across five states, 175 uh, MS-13 gang members, sex crimes, murderers rounded up. 97 were here in Texas, mostly in the Houston area. 97. So let's talk about this uh, this element of the discussion along with the backdrop of the Sanctuary Cities Bill, anti-Sanctuary Cities Bill that is, praise God, uh, primed to become law after this Wednesday with Ruben Navarrete Jr., the most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist, contributor over there at foxnews.com. He provides analysis and commentary on issues just like this. You can catch his writing sometimes in the Democrat Morning News, sometimes in the Houston Chronicle. Hey, Ruben, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Chris, good to be back with you, my friend. And, uh, you know, you were taking a shot earlier at my other friend, Rafael Anchia. But here's the thing. You need to do your homework homework on this, Chris. In fact, you have in in Texas and in California and across the Southwest families that have mixed, they're called mixed families. So in one family, you have people who are undocumented, some who are illegal immigrants, some who are U.S. citizens, all together. So so how'd that happen? Rafael said... Well, hold on. Don't, don't, get, don't get distracted. Stay focused. Stay focused. <laughs> so, well, how'd that happen? <laughs> I know all you radio guys have ADD, but stay with me. Stay with me. So yeah. here, here you have mixed families. Yeah. And so because of that, when Rafael says there's fear in the community, he does not just mean, does not just mean that illegal immigrants are the only ones who are upset at this yeah. crusade after the unicorn of the immigration debate, as I call it, sanctuary city. Something that doesn't really exist. Right. Well, that, see, that's that's an unfortunate consequence, and I and I will take your point. There are there are folks here who have uh, who are illegal who have citizen children, and uh, that is a result of of a country that doesn't take its immigration laws seriously and has allowed this debacle to mushroom into this. And, and nothing nothing ever good. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. I, I know I know you you guys who write columns have ADD sometimes, so I want you just just let me <laughs> let, let me let me make my point. That nothing good 
nothing good ever comes of allowing of violating laws, which is what uh, our political opposition has advocated. Low these many. 20, 30, 40 years in this country. So let's deal with it. Let's deal with well, if we with can. That, let me put an amendment. Let me, I agree with that, but let me put an amendment on that because obviously you know from my background that when you say things like it's important to follow the law, that's music to my ears because long before the immigration restrictions got to this party, I was the son of a cop. My dad was a cop for 37 years. So I'm all about law and order. I get it. There's no problem there. So, but, but you said something earlier, and that's the idea of, of um, it, nothing good comes of ignoring the law. I would say I agree. I also have an amendment to that. Nothing good comes of parents raising now in two generations, young people, kids who will not do these jobs, who will not even have a summer job, an after-school job, who have no work ethic, who think of themselves as entitled, and therefore have created a market for these illegal immigrants to do these jobs that were previously done by American young people in particular. So nothing comes from bad parenting. Well, you know what? I think I think that has a lot to do with uh, the liberals' domination of the education system. But we'll get to that discussion to a different day. Let's let's concentrate on the Texas anti-sanctuary cities law. Well, we which should be, we should be clear about the fact that Texas didn't just wake up one morning. It was sipping ice tea in the backyard, Texas, and all of a sudden it was invaded by illegal immigrants. These people were invited in to do jobs by Texans, hired by Texans, and they're doing the chores of other Texans. Yeah, it's getting a little old. Um, it's getting a little old, and I think the American people, as by virtue of the fact that we have President Donald Trump, a lot of folks are putting their foot down saying this status quo is no longer acceptable. So, to the law, the uh, the Texas yeah, Anti-Sanctuary sure. Cities Law, which will, among other things, as reported by Fox News ably, will allow police officers to inquire about somebody's legal status if they have a suspicion, but it will also bring much-needed accountability to those in, in law enforcement who have set themselves up, who some of them are elected officials who have set themselves up to be the protectors of illegal alien felons by letting them back out on the streets. Uh, what is your take on, on uh, Texas saying, no more, you're not going to be allowed to do that without consequence? So I think the Texas law is both illogical but also helpful. It's illogical because it's sort of like it, a law in California that outlaws man-made climate change without first establishing that man-made climate change does in fact exist. So you're sort of caught arguing about the law when you should be arguing about what the law intends to outlaw. And it doesn't really exist. And as I've said before, sanctuary cities don't exist because there's no city in Texas, Dallas, Houston, or anywhere in America where you can go as an undocumented immigrant and hide from ICE where they won't find you, arrest you, and apprehend you. And all through Barack Obama's eight years, Democrats, like my friend, Rafael Anchia, were silent. We're largely silent. When a Democrat president deported three million people, many of them from sanctuary cities. So as I say, sanctuary is, in fact, Chris, a Latin word. It means get on the bus. Your bus is waiting. Your bus being deported back to Mexico. That's what sanctuary means. It's just a show. It's a liberal show. It's a liberal concoction. It's, it's made of cotton candy. It has no legal merit whatsoever. ICE doesn't care. The federal government will go and get you. Ruben Navarrete Jr., a most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist uh, in our fair land, uh, will we'll continue to talk about the, the sanctuary cities. Now, we're going to agree to disagree. Uh, th th whether you call it a sanctuary city, Ruben, or whether they implement policies of thwarting enforcement of federal immigration, which is going on in liberal cities all over this country. Let's deal with this initiative. You said that it was good and it was bad. Tell us, tell us what's, what's good about this, this Texas sanctuary cities bill. Right, Chris. So here's what's good about it. And first, you mentioned before about this judge in California, just to kind of tie up that story. 
my, my problem is that we have, we've confused the language. You have a state judge. Let's just use Texas as an example. If you have a state judge who sits in Dallas, but they're in a state courthouse and they're a state employee, okay, well, they're doing one thing. And then you have a county sheriff down at the jail who's a county employee with a county building. And then you have the, the city uh, police chief in Dallas who's a city employee. And to say they're all under sanctuary cities, that somehow a policy of sanctuary cities influences what a state judge does, it doesn't make sense. They're, they wouldn't adhere to that. There's no power to these declarations. They're symbolic. You might as well just no, it's, declare it's, the, the it's blue unifying... bonnet the state flower of Texas. I, oh, I, don't want, I don't want you to mis- misunderstand. It's the unifying principle of the American left. Those who are in charge of left-wing cities, they're the anti-rule yeah, of... I think that's overbroad. I, that's, I, think that's overbroad. I, don't think that a, I don't think that a judge in Texas who sits in Dallas is in, is in league necessarily with whatever the rhythm of Dallas it's is. Not, and no, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a common, it's a common ideology. It's, it's why you have right now this schism inside of the Democrat Party slash the liberal side of this country who thinks it's okay to throw Molotov cocktails and, okay. and, and riot and and stop free speech on college campuses and you got guys like bill maher and even elizabeth warren who are on the other side saying no free speech is free speech there's that according to your, back, back to this topic according to your analogy then if you're a federal judge who sits in dallas as a federal judge do you likewise because you drink the water in dallas you're likewise incorporated into whatever the local city police say about immigration no, not an, again. The unifying principle isn't your location. The unifying principle is your liberalism and the liberalism and the, the yeah, left that's right. wing. That's where you and I disagree. I think they're all separate uh-huh. planets. They just happen to. I mean, they're different jurisdictions. Oh. Okay. But well, to your point, I, I, I see it. I see law, it as the unifying principle. So let's talk. Let's deal with this initiative in Texas. You say got that it. there is a good component to it. Absolutely, it clarifies uh, something that I think people have been in denial about before the Texas law came about. There were people who said that any, and I know because I've been writing about this particular issue of the relationship between local law enforcement and federal immigration officials for 25 years, for 20 years, um, for 20 years, uh, they've always said back to me pretty much, they think anybody with a badge should enforce any law, period. They think that the local police should cooperate with FBI, FBI with local police, ICE with with local cops, and everybody should be able to do everybody's job. And my report has always been, Sure, that's why we see FBI agents writing speeding tickets, right? So you want local Dallas cops to enforce federal immigration law, something they don't want to do, something the police chief doesn't want to do, and I don't want them to do for these various reasons, but you want them to enforce immigration law. And thankfully, the Texas law comes along and says, okay, great. There had not been a law that these people were violating when they simply said, I'm not going to cooperate with federal authorities. So we're going to create a state law. So now, now there's this juxtaposition of you have the local law enforcement now threatening to define a state law uh, for the good of their local community. That is just, I mean, constitutionally delicious uh, and, and interesting to watch. But beyond that, it says to the other 49 states, if you don't have a Texas-type law in place, and you're welcome to pass one, but if you don't have one, your local cops are under no obligation to cooperate with those federal authorities. You get me, they say? Because that's the whole thing. If there wasn't a problem, a hole, Texas would not have had to plug it. Texas well, plugged I think, a hole. Yeah, I think what what, didn't. So what that's, this that's what this at. law is what this law is doing is it's one thing not to dedicate local resources to 
doing the federal government's job, which I think there is a, a, a very financial case to be made and also a jurisdictional case to be made, and I think you made it aptly. What it does say, that it, you, when you step over the bounds and you start running interference for illegal alien felons, like many of these municipalities are doing, yeah. like Sanctuary that, City Sally is doing, in tra- that, that steps over the line. That's a different thing. That, that's a different thing. But let's be, that, I agree with you. That's a different thing. I don't think that happens as often as people might say, but even so, it's a different thing. What, what people are complaining about and have for 20 years is they really do think that there is an obligation, somehow a legal obligation, for a local Dallas cop to carry water for a federal immigration agent. That is not the case. That, that cop works for the city. He don't work for the federal government. Well, no, and I, and I concede that, and I think that, that, that this bill recognizes where this trend is going, and it's a disturbing trend, Ruben, and, I, and like I said, you've, you've been following this issue so closely, this idea of, and especially in the era of Trump, it may be a, relative, a relatively new phenomenon that you're seeing spring up, but my contention is a lot of law enforcement officials will know and understand this, and a lot of leaders, especially here in the state of Texas, will know and understand that it goes a step beyond when you actually actually run interference for illegal alien felons how else do you get murderers and sex criminals out on the streets from ms-13 that just got if i can be allowed to finish the question who are out on the streets right now being rounded up 175 of them across five states it's because liberal leftists allow them to get back on the streets again for fear of this slippery slope or they may come after the rest of the illegals so we're going to let the murderers and the child predators back on the streets that's why they're out there there's a world difference between ms-13 gang members as uh president obama used to call again shame on him these gang bangers uh president trump was not the first president to demonize and demagogue uh immigrants in fact it was president obama when Obama called them gangbangers, there's a world difference between them and the people who right now today are cleaning people's homes, taking care of their kids in Preston Hollow in Dallas and all over the Metroplex where I lived for five years. If immigrants are so dangerous, I got a really great solution. Save yourself. The time has come to save yourself. Fire your, ma- your maid, fire your housekeeper, fire your gardener, do your own freaking chores. Okay. Well, who's talking, who's talking about immigrants? Nobody's talking about are, immigrants. I'm talking about illegal safety. aliens. They're, they're obviously a public safety threat. Get them out of your house. It doesn't make any sense to hand them your kid to race. Well, who's so talking about kid. immigrants? You're, 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 talk, you're talking about immigrants. I'm talking about illegal alien felons. Yes, I'm glad you said that, because in the federal government, they are mixing the two together. Very, here's one way that they have mixed together. If your maid or your housekeeper was deported, and she's never committed a, quote, crime, because coming to the, the, the country illegally is not a crime, it's a civil infraction, not a criminal infraction, right? So she came in, and then she was deported. And then she came back, and now she's her housekeeper. She's a criminal. Jeff Sessions can deport her under the criminal statute because she's a criminal because when she right. re-entered, that was a felony. A felony, exactly. We have, we have muddied the waters, Chris, on what is a criminal, what's dangerous. We have this image that Obama and others have put in our head of gangbangers, murderous thugs, assault people. No, according to the law, Maria, the housekeeper who's so nice and does all your chores for you and takes care of your kids, she's a criminal and she's good to go. Her bus is waiting. Well, hundred uh, like I said, we just we know where these folks are uh, in the federal government. One hundred and seventy-five of them were just rounded up by by the feds, and these guys weren't out there taking care of 
people's kids. Don't lose, they, my, don't lose sight of my point. There is a confused application of the word criminal. Not, I have spoken. I'm to, not confused. I'm not confused at all about who we're targeting here. And I think that this idea of allowing those well, the, the who are who are targeting the federal government is not just targeting MS-13. Those are, that's just that's just for show. At well, the, at the press let's, conference, let's 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 you and I agree here because we got I got to wrap up. I got to wrap up before the top yeah. of the hour. Let's you and I agree that illegal alien felons have no right to be or any business being in the United States of America. Can you and I agree with that? I agree. Completely agree. It's easy. I'd like for you to agree that that the real danger are these gardeners and housekeepers, and we have to differentiate between the two. How about that? Uh, yeah, I can, I, I, for right now, for law enforcement purposes, I think that we need to get the, the bad guys first. Ruben Navarrete Jr., everybody. He is the most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist in these United States. Ruben, always appreciate the visit. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand 24-7.